Kiss Couples, Episode 1, our favorite Paul Stanley songs. Was that good? Welcome back to your podcast feed. Today we're doing something very different, something that may become a new thing. I'm friends with Julie Ullman and Eric Alberti. They're really cool people. They love Kiss. They love me. What's not to like, right? Both Julie and Eric had no idea that I would say, hey, let's make a podcast out of this discussion. But they went live on Facebook, and I thought, you know, this is just a really nice KISS discussion. KISS fans are very passionate, and sometimes we get hung up on things that some people just don't really care about. What you're going to hear today is a really cool discussion about KISS from two people who love the band and love one another. So let's check out Kiss Couples, hopefully episode one of many, but we'll see. It's up to Julie and Eric, and I just really enjoyed this conversation. I thought the podcast listeners may dig it. But before we get to Eric and Julie, you should check out Click T-Shop. That's right, clicktshop.com. It's where cool people like Philip Schaus, Ryan Spencer Cook, and Jeremy Asbrock of the Ace Fraley Band and Gene Simmons Band go to get some cool KISS-themed shirts. It's the place that I go to get some cool KISS-themed shirts. It's the place that THE Matt Porter gets some cool KISS-themed shirts. And not only can you get shirts, but you can get hats, swag, and more. So check it out. Right now, they have a limited edition couple shirts that feature Eric Carr-themed stuff. And not only that... You can win tickets to see KISS on the End of the Road Tour VIP tickets. You can go to clicktshop.com right now to enter to win End of the Road Tour VIP tickets. So clicktshop.com. So without any further ado or further ado, here is an unedited live episode. It's KISS Couples. You are listening to KISS Couples with the ultra-attractive Eric Alberti and the ultra-attractive Julie Allman. Join Julie and Eric as they discuss all things KISS, like real KISS fans. Take it away. Ow! Okay, here we are. Hello, friends. What is happening on this awesome January 20th, 2020 cold night in central north, north, northeast Maryland? We're about a half hour from Baltimore. Those of you guys who do not do not know that uh, a little suburb, half hour from Baltimore called Woodstock. Julie's been here a little longer than I have. If you guys have kept up uh, uh, with us at all, hey guys, we see a few of you are turning in or tuning in already. Thanks for doing that. Uh, just thought this would be a fun thing to do. So. How are you doing this evening, Julie? I, I, I work throughout the day, so we're getting it started a little later than we wanted to. But thank you guys for those of us choosing to join. We won't keep it real, real long. We promise. No. Mm-mm. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Ready to get started. So <clears throat> I threw this idea at Julie literally a couple hours ago as I was driving home from the, uh, the terminal. I'm a truck driver. Uh, I think a lot of you know that, but uh, those of you who didn't, now, now you do. So as I was driving from the terminal home, I called Julie and said, "Hey, I got an idea for Paul's birthday. Why don't we do this? And what did I, what did I, what did I bring up? We should do." He said, "Why don't we each come up with our top ten Paul Stanley in honor of Paul's sixty, what sixty eighth birthday today? Uh-huh. Why don't we come up with our top ten Paul Stanley songs each?" And I said, uh, uh, "Yeah, I love the idea, except I can't decide my top ten." Paul Stanley songs in 
the next like half hour to an hour. To which my response to that was just what what are 10 songs from Paul that you like? So my my songs are not going to be in order of how much I love them. So my songs are just going to be 10 of my favorite Paul Stanley songs and I can't I I can't commit to a number 1 song. I just can't do it. I know Eric can has um I I just can't. So um I, I I'm proud of him that he has his number 1 song. I know what it is. I you know, but I I can't do it. It's too much commitment. Yeah, and I said, you know, this isn't written in blood. You you know, you could have a disclaimer, you know, I'm not putting this in my blood. If you want to put it in my blood, you can give me the dagger look and Julie can have a mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um but really just just to have fun to just, you know, recognize Paul on his on his uh, special day and and have a good time doing this and thought, you know, some of you we have never met. Uh, a lot of you, I guess, we could say that about. Uh, many of you out there we're friends with. We've met you in person, and that's awesome. But this is kind of a cool way for us to connect, and maybe it's something we could do a little more regularly. Uh, I can tell you I have loved KISS podcasts in the past. Shout out really quickly here to the likes of Matt Porter, uh, you know, Ken Mills, um, History Science Theater guys up in Canada who are no longer actively doing theirs, uh, Pot of Thunder, um, you know, uh, Andy Jones and Nick Jones and, and Chris L, I think it is. His last name starts with an L. Those guys are fun to listen to. So I've enjoyed podcasts in the Joe past. Polo. Joe Polo, Detroit <laughs> Podcast Rock City. Absolutely. Great guy. We've Max been able Ash. To, uh, Max Ash. So there's a lot of good podcasters out there. Uh, you know, the Decibel Geek Podcast, Corey Nowlin is a real music aficionado, a good friend of mine, um, and uh, he's been doing a podcast. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're, they're some of the inspiration for this. But again, Julie and I just wanted to just be real casual about this. We didn't do a whole lot of prep ahead of time. But, yeah. but before we go any further, um, you know, happy birthday, uh, Star Child, Paul Stanley, number 68, um, you know, if you're a KISS fan, certainly, uh, you know, you might say you have your favorites. Hard to ignore the contributions of, of one Paul Stanley and what he's meant for that band since its inception, 1973, before the first album got released in 74, right? So um, I thought we would take a moment, each of us, and just, you know, what Paul has meant and what he means to 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 us individually julie's been a fan much longer than i have been so uh julie just uh your your thoughts on mr paul stanley well well you know strong yeah i i i do i mean he he's he's been a part of my life ever since i i turned about 12 years old and i got the destroyer um, album for Christmas that year. Actually, it was it was written to Jana and Julie. It was from our parents, and as soon as we opened it, I don't remember which one of us opened it. I was like, "That's that's mine. That's gonna be mine." And and quickly fell in love with Kiss and Paul Stanley. And um, the end that the rest is kind of history. I mean, I've been loved Kiss, been a Kiss lover all my life, and. 
I've gone through periods of time where I haven't been at, uh, able to follow KISS as closely as possible. But now that I'm, you know, my family's kind of grown up, I have more time to sort of, you know, put into this. And when I was on my five-year anniversary of uh, being cancer-free from breast cancer, I decided that I was going to treat myself. I've been a KISS fan all my life. I was going to treat myself and finally try to go on a KISS cruise. And it just happened to be sold out. So I found a cabin mate in one Annette Lee. Shout out, Annette Lee. And, um, Morpheus. And, and she was excellent. She was, and so I, I'd never met Paul Stanley before that. I've been to KISS concerts, not that many over the years, um, because... I was kind of a, a KISS fan, but I wasn't surrounded by a lot of other people who were KISS fans. So I became, you know, I, I wanted to go on that cruise, and I thought, you know, I'm not getting any younger. KISS is not getting any younger. I'd like to be able to have a chance to at least meet the band. So I found a cabin mate, went on the cruise, and um, met this man on the first night of the cruise, and we've been together ever since. And um, after that cruise was over, we we stayed an extra day in Miami, and I was able to meet Paul Stanley at the Puma store, um, where he you know he he signed my arm. I now have Paul Stanley's name inked on my arm, and the rest is history. So you know it's been a long it's been a long love life, but um, love Paul as a musician and a love star child, and I think he's a you know, a fan. I think he's a great person. I think he's a lot. A lot of people misunderstand him, um, but I admire him, and I, you know, I, I stand by him, and I, I, I still love Paul Stanley. So happy birthday, Paul! And hopefully, you'll have many more happy years to come. Um, you know, to just elaborate a little bit more on this, this young lady's, uh, uh, you know, really lifelong. Um, really love for Paul Stanley. My first visit out here to to see Julie, we met on Kiss Cruise Eight, as many of you know. Um, I was in Ohio at that point. Uh, she was here in Maryland, and uh, I came to visit her about two weeks after we got back from the cruise. I think it was, and literally the first night that we were here, she brought out these drawings that she had done of various members of KISS uh, when she was like 12, 13 years old. Very, very well done drawings. I think I think Joe Polo interviewed us at the New Jersey KISS Expo in December of 2018, probably about a month and a half after we met. Mm-hmm. And I think those those drawings, uh, he, she sent those to Joe and he included those in his in his uh, you know video presentation of that. But she showed me these drawings and her, you know, how old she was or the date she did them. And, and they were just amazing and very, very well done. And so, you know, I could just imagine cute little Julie just in her bedroom, laying on her bed, you know, doing these elaborate drawings of Kiss and especially Paul Stanley. So when she says she really got him in and he had a special place, you know, in her heart, <laughs> pretty early on that's very accurate and those drawings are i think are are a really good you know demonstration of that early on thank you so um me 
you know, my story with Kiss is kind of weird. As a little kid, I, I was very, very afraid of Gene Simmons. <laughs> so I didn't do Kiss. Um, I liked the music. I remember hearing Rock and Roll Night, of course, Detroit Rock City, of course. But I remember also hearing New York Groove and I Was Made for Loving You. I remember liking uh, Dr. Love, hearing that like on an A-track or something. But I remember seeing the imagery and it just... It was just very, very shocking for me, and it just it left a very uh, scary um, uh, thought process going on, and I just I couldn't get past that for a long time as a little little kid. So, but eventually, as I got older, you know, Kiss took off the makeup. But you know, I I you know, I followed the music a little bit, but I was never a huge fan. I even did the reunion show in '96, casual fan, just wanted to see the show, like a lot of people did. Um, but I got bit by the, the by the by the bug, really about a handful of years ago, and uh, just jumped jumped with both feet into all things Kiss, expos, shows, cruises, um, and I decided I wanted to meet the members members of Kiss, you know, past and present. And Paul was the first one I really really wanted to meet. I think I, did, I posted that on Facebook earlier today. I misspoke. I actually met Eric Singer at an expo before I met Paul Stanley. Uh, you know, it's a quick thing, you know, picture, autograph, move on. But Paul was the first guy I got to really meet and, and, and spend a decent amount of time talking with. And uh, he, he presented himself as, as, as to be a very kind soul. Um, people can say what they want and people do say what they want and uh, you take that all with a grain of salt but I can just from my experience personally Paul was wonderful to interact with he was very kind and, and, and down to earth he was awesome with my daughters awesome uh, I, I'll always remember that he, he took off his shades and put them on a table next to where he was standing before he signed the guitar uh, he saw the girls and he just became this he he before my eyes transitioned from rock star to to to, to dad and just normal guy and it was fantastic so I'll always remember that and um, and Paul's always asked how my daughters are whenever he sees me Julie and I met the band did the photo in her CPA in August and it's very quick you know if you've done the photos you know it's it's boom 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 well, Paul made a point to look over at me as I was trying to center myself. I knew Julie was coming in soon after I got mine, so I was trying to pick a good spot to be in. And as I was walking past Paul, immediately, how are your daughters? Just like that. How he remembers that is, is so, impressive so impressive to me. So anyway, I'm, 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 I'm babbling here. Um, um, so, you know, there's things we could say that we like and dislike about the band and individual members, et cetera, et cetera. But... Um, much respect for Paul Stanley as as an artist, what he's done, who he is on stage. A lot of us know by now is very different who he is as a person off the stage. He created this great persona and character to be this kind of larger than life rock star, and he's done it very very well. And I respect that he can come off stage and and, and be this kind of quiet soul and kind of put that person off to the side. That's the performer Paul. So. Um, but much, he has developed has developed his artistic skills too, um, and that's something that he does outside of of Kiss and the band and the then the on stage 
uh, star child persona. That's, I think, another way of him to sort of channel what he has inside and, and bring it out, even though he does seem to be more of a quiet, reserved person than, you know, for instance, Gene Simmons. So this, this picture behind us is, is one of Paul's paintings. It's, it's one of the prints of Paul's love gun painting. And yeah, so I also admire him as an artist and, um, you know, I'd love to own more of his art, but you know, not cheap, but you know, we'll, we'll collect as many as, as we can. Yeah, we, we have, uh, um, what's the other one called? Karma. We have karma hanging in the other room near the <clears throat> near the pinball machine, but uh, um, yeah, a great point. He he is a man of many talents. He's a true he's a true artist, um, and yeah. I think he likes just being in that circle of of, of always creating. I, I think we see that with Soul Station, you know, that side project. That it's not my kind of music per se. I'm not really the whole Motown. I mean, I. Grew up with all kinds of music my mother would listen to, so I would, you know, knew of it. But it's just not my wheelhouse nowadays. But you know, I can respect the fact that he wants to channel his creative energies in some different ways outside of the world of Kiss. And uh, you know, I, I I think that's great. I think it just kind of keeps his heart beating and, and gives him more things to strive for. So, you know, more power, more power to him. I do want to add this to a quick little story here. Paul and I had a good conversation about about aging. The first time I met him on Kiss Cruise Seven, I, I you know I got this point in my life where I decided I was going to start eating eating well, healthy, and losing weight and being in the gym, and and that's still been very very important to me. You know, all these years later, and Paul and I had a great conversation about that. He signed my guitar with a quote, and I had him do this: "Keep kicking age in the ass every day, and let the music keep you young." And he really appreciated it. it was something a little bit different and very personal based on the conversation we had. And he said, I get it. I'm going down swinging. So whenever I think of Paul, that's one of the things I think of with Paul is, is he had that awesome line, you know, kind of, you know, being a kindred spirit with, you know, keeping yourself young and feeling young. You're, you know, you're as old as you feel. You're as old as you look. I mean, there's things you can do to kind of help with that. And, uh, and it's obvious that's what he's doing. I mean, because he still looks fantastic in my book. Yeah. <laughs> she, when we were in Hershey, front row, she took some incredible photos um, of, of, of Paul. They were just so brilliant, obviously up close. But just the shots she took, you know, Paul's facial expressions and how he was standing, holding, holding these, these beautiful, amazing guitars. She took some great shots. Uh, so... Yeah, keep swinging, Paul. You're 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 looking awesome. You're you're doing awesome. Um, I'm glad that my daughters were able to see this band perform a number of years ago. My daughters are now uh, 19. Hi, Allison, if you're watching, and Caitlin is going to be 17 next month. Hi, Katie. They're both Kiss fans, and uh, I. I I love that. They enjoyed the last cruise with us, as a matter of fact. So, and both of my boys were able to see End of the Road concerts, too. Yes. I uh, wasn't able to take them on the cruises with us yet. Um, you know, probably won't be able to get them on the cruises this year. Who knows, though? You never know. Uh, her but, son, Corey, is uh, 19, and, and he went with us to New Orleans to see uh, to see a show in, uh, in, in last 
and almost a whole year. Yeah. And my son Ryan's 25, and um, he was able to see the show in Hershey this year where um, we we had our meet and greet with Kiss before the before the actual show started. So, yeah, I'm, I was glad that both of my boys actually got to see Kiss. I also have a daughter, Lauren, who's disabled. Um, Lauren doesn't walk or talk, um, but... Uh, we found out recently that she very much loves Kiss music. And one day when she was having a particularly bad day, she was cranky. And I thought, why don't I put something on her iPad? And I thought, I'll just put a Kiss concert on there. So I pulled up a Kiss concert and almost immediately she started watching just the images and listening to the music. And like a minute later, she started laughing, smiling. So we found that she really likes what she sees. And I think that over, you know, she's been exposed to it, but I, I guess without um, her being able to ask us for things, you know, I haven't really ever exposed her to it that much personally. And I'm glad I did now because I know, I know it makes her happy and why not? Why shouldn't it? It makes us happy. So yeah, she's gonna, I don't know. Maybe that's a place we can put more of the Kiss posters, that sort of thing. We don't have a whole lot of walls in our house. Open floor plans are good for a lot of things, but they're not good for displaying a lot of artwork. So um, we've been constantly going, where are we, where are we going to put things, you know, where, where can we hang things? But, you know, I vote for putting some stuff in Lauren's room because she would definitely enjoy it. I've used the expression a few times recently, she's definitely her mother's daughter. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so it's so genuine, you know. There's nobody that can tell her that she can understand. Hey, why don't you listen to this album? This is really really cool. All she knows is what she sees, and and she hears. There's no other influence that could convince her that this this is good entertainment. Right. It's so it's so genuine. It's so organic. She lights up. Um, um, it's such a blessing to, to, to me to, to see Lauren light up the way she does when we put, you know, Lauren has a chair that we, she sits in in the living room and there's a, an iPad stand right next to the chair and we'll put the iPad on and we'll get to YouTube and, and put on some kiss and the big smile, the, 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 the kind of the cooing size that she's really, She's really in a happy place when she's seeing and hearing this. Yeah. It's special. Um, it really is. Yeah. And, 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 you know, she, she's, you know, she's not able to fake it. It's not like she's trying to do it for the benefit of anybody. It's just pure reaction to music and images that she loves. So, um, you know, just seeing that for the first time just really warmed my heart because it was like, wow, I you know, I'm glad I finally discovered this for her because now, I mean, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll cast Kiss videos on our TV whenever possible. I mean, or whenever, whenever I can, I'll play music for her. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we finally discovered it. And yesterday was her birthday too. So happy birthday. Yes. Happy belated birthday. I was glad I got to be here. Last year, Julie and I had been dating for a couple months. I was still in Ohio, so we faced we face we face FaceTime live, um, so that we could I could we see the cake and all that good stuff. So it was cool to be here. We we got her a cake, and a nurse was able to feed her 
couple little bites of the of the, of the cake. Uh, Lauren, te- she has a you know a, a tube that most of her meals go through without being too personal. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's been really special to see that come out of Lauren here recently too. So it's cool. Hey, those twenty something the the iPad is just far enough away; it's hard to see the number. But twenty some people that are are with us right now. Hearing us babble through this, thank you. Uh, appreciate it very much. Hey, a shout out to my boy, my Kiss Army brother Jeff Rogers, who I met in line waiting to meet Paul uh, on Kiss Cruise Seven. Um, Jeff is a, a great friend of mine that I met on that boat. We traveled out to Kiss Mini Golf in Vegas, um, August of twenty. 18, I guess it was. It wasn't this bad. Yeah, 2018. And this came from Kiss Mini Golf. And it is my homage to Paul Stanley today. Uh, so I hope you uh, enjoy enjoy the shirt. Uh, Julie's got on a, a, a very large uh, uh, print. So I can't, can't miss that one. But Paul is definitely her favorite. And, and I would say that he strikes a chord with me uh, uh, in a different way than, 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 than Gene than Gene Simmons does. Love them both. Um, but again, they're two just very, very, very different guys. Yeah. So, but again, happy 68th birthday to Paul. We know he's not going to see this. That's not the point. The point is for us to just hang out with our, 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 our Kiss family this way and, and celebrate Paul Stanley a little bit. So, so back to the you know, discussion Julie and I had a couple hours ago. The idea was to just, okay, you know, come up with 10, 10 Paul Stanley vocal songs that, um, you know, that you really, really enjoy that are favorites of yours for whatever reason. And we didn't tip our cap too much. She knows my number one for sure. I think I might know what, but we didn't share our list. And we wanted this to be kind of a fun thing to do here right before you all. So on my unofficial sponsors, <laughs> Longerberger Basket. A little post-it note. I've got my top ten uh, here. Julie has done the same, although she explained, you know, she had trouble her mind trying to rank um, hers. And I would say a disclaimer here that the top three on this list for mine never change. Okay, my top three are definitely my top three, but depending on the day. Uh, you know, the, this order could certainly change. I know a lot of you could make the comparison. It's like being asked to pick your favorite child. You know, as far as picking a favorite song, a favorite Kiss song, uh, you know, whatever. But anyway, I think I see your your son Ryan is uh, is hanging out, at least watching us for the moment here. Hey, Ryan. I don't know how long he'll stick around, but uh, thanks for thanks for popping in, Ryan. We're just doing a quick uh, top ten of our favorite Paul Stanley songs since yesterday. Today is Paul Stanley's birthday, Ryan. That's that's the kiss nonsense going on here. And my top number one song is pretty consistently my number one, but um, can I say I'll hear a song and I'll go, you know, that one's that one's a t- close tie for number one um, because it depends on my mood, you know. For me, I mean, it depends on the mood I in I'm in. And the song that I want to hear, um, you know, it, it's kind of hard for me to just commit to a number one and be like, yes, that's it for me, you know. And um, that that's just where I am, you know. I'm, 
you know, I, I go back and forth. Sometimes my number one, well, you'll find out. But but this consistently is my number one song. Consistently, most consistently. So how are we going to start playing these Well, things? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go backwards from 10 to 1. Um, and near the end oh. here, I near the end here, I kind of botched that with my, I did like a playlist here. So I'll have to remember to... And I got my cheat note here to make sure I, I, I do that right. But uh, mm. um, so I'm going to go 10 to, 10 to 1 on my list. Um, and uh, Julie's going to, you want to kick things off for us? However, however order you want to do things? Sure, I can do that too. So, I mean, um, I, I can start that too. And, and my, I'll start mine out with, this is my number 10 song. Um, this is also happens to be my number one ballad by Paul Stanley. So Eric will know this is my ringtone when um, on my alarm clock in the morning. And he's like, no wonder this thing never wakes you up. It's like you, you, you feel like, okay, so this song is Forever by Paul Stanley. It's my number one ballad by Paul. And it's only listed number 10 here because I kind of went through albums oldest to newest and forever is on one of the newer albums so it happens to be so i'll just play just the very start of it every time i play this song the whole place lights up like a damn christmas tree <laughs> we all know that right but always always you got your lighters out I just love the solo by Bruce Kulick in this too. It's a, a kiss acoustic solo. Uh, one of my favorite solos. and how are you, Deb? Sounds pretty tinny on my little. Yeah, All right. We don't have to listen to the whole song either. The song is on hotter than shit, hotter, hot in the shade. Um, and again, it's my one of my one of my consistently favorite top number one ballads by Paul Stanley. Okay. So should we play as far as the solo? Do you think? It's kind of long. <laughs> All right, let's get to Eric. I'll yeah. stop this one for now. And it's not because I, I I'm uh, you know truth be told I'm not a big big ballad guy, although I can confess this now. Uh, Many of you do know this, but maybe some of you don't. Um, again, Julie and I met on Kiss Cruise 8, and I proposed to her at the exact same spot we met on Kiss Cruise 9 a year later. So we've been engaged officially for a few months. And I know that she loves that song so much. And I really debated uh, and thinking about proposing to her. I was going to actually sing a few bars to this song um, as a part of proposing like to her. <laughs> You don't like it well, now. I don't even want people making fun of me singing in public. So, Aww. you know, that's one of the, you know, there's certain things we have as far as public speaking and singing in public. Uh, I've done singing in public is a big deal. It is. That is a big deal. I don't blame you. Yeah, I'm happy you were at least thinking about doing that. But, I, yeah, I, I thought about I thought about doing that because I know she loves the song so much. But she's right. Her alarm clock, we've listened to that song I don't know how many times over again without without it getting us 
Awake. Up out of bed. It's not a song you want to spring up and, okay, let's start the day. And I like Paul to sort singing of, you a lullaby. I sort of like to ease into being awake. That's why it's a mellow song I'm waking up to. It's true. My alarm goes off at 5.30 and, you know, let's go. Take care of business. So. Exactly. Um, okay, so number 10 for me. I have one word to identify this song with. Swagger. This song is full of Paul Stanley swagger. I absolutely love it. Side four, album-wise, of Alive 2. I think y'all know what I'm talking about. Let's see if somebody's going to comment on the name of the song. Paul Stanley... Uh, along with uh, co-writer Sean Delaney, and this, uh, All-American Man, again, side, uh, side four of Alive 2. I love this song. This is Paul just being the ultimate showman for swagger with this song. So, All-American Man, absolutely love this song. Although I'm, I'm, I'm a short guy, those of you who don't know me, I'm only 5'5". Five, five. So I will sing this to myself instead of six foot hot, hot look all American man. I will sing it five five hot look all American man. Cheesy, I know. Okay, so that is my number ten all American man. I like that one. I like that one. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, my number nine, which is not really my number nine, as we know. It's probably higher up in my list. It just happens to be the ninth song I wrote down tonight. Um, it, it's it's a song that I've heard other other artists try to reproduce, and it's very hard to reproduce this song and sound as good as Paul Stanley does. But it's 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 up there for me. I don't know if you'll agree with me, but and again. Not one of the fastest songs, but Paul. How did I miss this? You missed oh, it in your list. I did. Oh my god! One of one of my all-time favorite Paul Stanley songs. Wow, I I failed here. <laughs> oh my god, I can still see him in the video. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can just see Super Paul. Super kiss. I can. Color. I can. Kiss in full color. Yeah. Baseline Gene coming up out of the smoke. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. my God, I mean, I, this is pop rock perfection. It is. It honestly is. I love it. I love it. I love the. I mean, I know it wasn't the. Uh, I know it wasn't the most popular era for Kiss, but Paul Stanley's voice and Kiss's musically. It was a good time for them. They were, they sounded excellent. Paul Stanley's voice was perfection in this song. We're talking to maybe in a, uh, a subjective audience out here, I know, but how many of you out there feel this should have been a hit in 1979? This, 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 this is a great pop rock song, and maybe if it wasn't Kiss, if it was Journey, or I, I don't know... Late seventies. I don't know, foreigner. I, I don't know if it had been somebody more of a top forty acceptable rock band. Would this song have been a hit? 
Because this this is a hit song in, in my humble opinion. Me too. Me too. I'm glad you agree. Great choice. Great choice. True story. When I was getting into Kiss big time, I remember sitting at the kitchen table back in Ohio, singing this song out loud to my daughters and telling them what a great song this is. And I think they ended up loving this song too, uh, despite me botching it, maybe. So, despite you forgetting to put it on your list. Great, great choice. Yeah, thank you. Great choice. Thank you. Should have been a hit. Yeah, what say you out there, listening public? Sure know something. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Should have been a hit. I think it should have been a hit. I sure know something. It should have been a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Number nine for me. And I got to tell you guys, there's one word in this song. Okay. That just makes me feel like, this is why this is in my top ten. One, don't, don't be looking over at my I'm list. I'm just looking at your list. Your number nine is my number eight. <laughs> About that. Okay. By the way, maybe it's not. If you're out of order, it's... It, okay, forget no, it. I'm looking at my page. But yet, don't be looking at my list. I'm not though. looking at your list. You just said you looked at my list. I'm just looking at your iPhone. That's my list. Okay. I thought your list was out of order. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> number nine for me, folks, right here. Original Gene blood song instilling great fear in little Eric Alberti. A hundred thousand years. Love Gene's opening bass. Here comes the word. Reacquaint. Only Paul Stanley could take a word like reacquaint and put it in a song and make it sound cool as I love this song. And not only that, you'll reacquaint yourself with his style. Not he'll reacquaint himself with your style, which is true to Paul Stanley. Come hither. You will reacquaint yourself with my style. Yes. Yes. Love this song. Yeah, Me so too. the word reacquaint is 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 huge for me here. But yeah, I just uh, love 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 that song. It's love that too. One of my favorites off of the debut uh, album, Hundred Thousand Years. That's number that's number nine for me. All right, well, number eight for me, just number eight, number not my not my priority order, but y'all know what this one is. I hope you guys are hearing the songs okay. So, this one is coming home. Off of hotter than hell, and one of the reasons this is so. I mean, other than I love this song. I know where you're going with this. Was whenever Eric and I, when we started dating, whenever he was sort of within kind of 
an hour or so, he'd shoot me a picture of this, this song on his phone when he was getting closer to getting home to me. And so, you know, I loved this song before that, but it became even more near and dear to my heart when it was Eric coming to see me because we, we lived apart when we first met. Um, it was kind of tough being apart, but he still lived in, in Ohio. I still lived in Maryland. And so we only got to see each other once, maybe every couple of weeks. We yeah. did that for a little while. Yeah, and I still actually, I'm on the, when I'm on the road, or, you know, even the local when I've been driving all day, I will, I will often still center that it's just a little screenshot for my iTunes of coming home. Yeah. And I will, you know, I will shoot her that. Another thing that makes this special for me, the Kiss Sail Away show on oh. on on Kiss Cruise. The Sail Away that's typically an unplugged show. Cruisers know that they you can expect this to be in the set list, and we're okay with that, knowing it's in there because it sounds so good on the open sea. As you're leaving port, beautiful blue sky, you know you're heading to these tropical destinations, you're among your KISS tribe, the KISS Navy, and you're hearing you're hearing Paul break into this song. Yeah. It's just an awesome it, visual. It, what could be better? What yeah. could be better, right? Yeah. So, well, um, I won't play it twice. We have a repeat here. My, my eighth song is also coming home. So... Um, oh. You know, talked about that obviously with yes, with yes. Julie's commentary here too. So, uh, just a just a a fun feel good song about getting home to the person that you you love and care for, and, and can't wait to can't wait to see. So enough of the mushy mushy. You know, we don't want to do that the whole time that we're on here with you guys. But uh, that that is definitely a special song for obviously both of us here. So coming home comes in at. at I guess Julie's not making a ranking necessarily of one through ten, but you know she's putting that in her in her eighth eighth. It sounds like so we'll keep things moving along here. So we see people are dropping off. We know it's we're kind of rambling here. So um, all right, Julie, what, what do you got for your next? What you got? So my my seventh song is is something that I know is your first song. So I feel inclined to skip this song because I don't want to take away from his number one uh, song. No, you. That's where you no. have no throw it out there. It's okay. That's okay. I'd rather just hold off. I'd rather just skip to my sixth song okay. and let you use that as your number one because I know you're not going to, I know that you're not going to want to skip, you know. So, um, this is number six for me and um, just Paul's vocals on this song plus the guitars early album this song rocks yeah obviously a, a, a Paul written song that, that obviously Peter did a lot of the lead vocals for for this song but a he great did. intro and of course live you know we get to see Paul play a little solo yep. we'll spotlight on Paul for yep. a little while um but a great, uh, you know, Paul Paul written song. And Paul played the uh, Paul sang the intro to the song about a lady of the night. Uh, he imagines uh, in New York City. So, uh, now you can get into a debate uh, as to most of which one you like better: the the live version, you know, off of the live too, uh, off of the live, 
or the studio version. Um, personally, me, I, I lean towards the studio version. I, I like the long, drawn-out, slowing of what they, did in, what they did and how they mixed that in the studio for the final uh, uh, recording on the album. I personally like that. Uh, I, I can envision like something breaking down. Yeah. You know, and it's it's it. You know, it's about a, a woman who's struggling in life, and this is what she's doing to to make a living, so to speak. I struggled between this and Firehouse um, because both songs were sort of. I mean, um, that's another song called "Rope" that I love. Um, they're both older, you know, on the. Uh, on the original album, so, you know, I struggle between this and Firehouse, it's just that I just happen to like Black Diamond just a tad better than Firehouse, but, Gene's vocals are really good on here, too. Oh, uh, back and vocals, yeah. yeah. So we don't have to listen to the whole thing, but anyway, that's number, is that number six or five for me? Six. Well, and, uh, and a quick shout out to, to obviously Peter Chris. Oh, Peter Chris's the, the, vocals on that are phenomenal. The well documented struggles, especially as the band evolved into the late seventies with Peter, but um, it just a just a passionate, soulful vocal from 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 Peter there. I think that was probably the first time we heard him on a lead vocal. I guess. Well, then nothing to lose. Also, but. okay. Uh, for me, um, this is the latest song um, that I have on my on my list here. Um, love it coming in at number seven for me. Off of revenge, part of Chrome. Sometimes there's nothing better than a pissed off Paul, a scorned Paul vocal. And this is him telling some woman what is up. You pissed me off, and now you're going to hear about it. I love this song. Yeah. What that for an intro vocal? Since you screwed me, you've been on my mind. I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> Obviously, we're not playing the entire song here. So, Heart of Chrome, all the way down. Okay, Heart of Chrome. And obviously a great line, a lot of us know from that song is, you taped our sexy conversations and, and you, you sold, sold them, them to the BBC. BBC. Uh, now, Ooh, shame, shame, shame on you. Yeah, Paul claims that that was not a, even a, obviously a real thing that happened. Uh, there's, you know, I've, I've, I think I've heard like podcast debate of whether or not that was about Samantha Fox who obviously was a, a hot Brit he dated at some point, mm -hmm. you know, probably later 80s, early 90s, and she really did that. And I think Paul just, from what mm. I've heard, Paul thought it would just be a cool line he wanted to use in a song. Oh, it was. So, it worked. So we'll leave it at that. But I just think that's just an awesome line. So, yeah, for me, number seven, Heart of Chrome. Okay. So, number six. 
Did you already do 100,000 years? You did, didn't you? I, I did. Okay, you already did 100,000 years. That was number six for me. So shall I move up? Well, yeah, why don't you? Okay, since he've already done 100,000 years, I'm going to move up to my um, number seven. Seven, uh, my number, this is actually my number third. Okay. Third, fourth, fourth. This is my fourth song. And I love this song because this is one of those records that as a 12, 13, 14 year old, listening to Paul Stanley singing songs like Strutter, I mean, it just, it spoke to me. It spoke to me. Um, you know, just all of these early albums, um, the original Kiss album, Destroyer, Dress to Kill, um, Love Gun, uh, Alive, you know, it just, you know, just loved. I loved, just loved it. So. And I believe this is the first song off the debut album. So it's literally that might the first, be a reason the first why, time too. you're hearing... You're hearing Paul sing, and a, a great, I love the opening, uh, the, the, the drum intro. Um, I've done karaoke this song. the guitars in here songs. are amazing, too. I mean, I just love the guitars. Yeah, the song is genius, I think. It's, 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 it's sexy. It's kiss, <laughs> it's kiss, it's so kiss, you know? Singing about a hot woman. How could yeah. that be a bad thing? Not only that... I'm not sure where to look on this thing, so... Not only that, <laughs> our our team in the KISS Cruise Flip Cup, Flip Cup Tournament, we were called the Strutters. And we were actually made it to the second round. So, there is that. Yeah. We had a team... They couldn't get their act together. They, they? Yeah, they, yeah, they were off. They were off drunk in a corner somewhere. I don't know. Uh, Matt Disanowski, better luck next year, Jeff guys. Rogers, Michael Curiel. They even had shirts made, and they didn't find each other in time for the flip Yeah, concert. we had shirts and everything. Way to go, guys. We got it together. I'm just saying. As the women tend to do. Strutters. The Strutters did good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, okay. that deserved another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I say actually my, my next two, I, I feel like maybe we should we should kind of pick the pace up here okay. a little bit. So you know, obviously we, we love talking kiss and maybe this later in the night isn't such a great idea. We just it's just how things wound up. But maybe we could do this another time and maybe do it a little earlier in the in the evening so that we can, you know, keep more people involved here. Um but feel free to obviously chime in with with some of your Paul Stanley, uh, uh, you know, vocals here as well, folks. Um, so I'm just gonna go back to back real quick. Okay. Okay. Because they're off the same album. So um, my numbers six and five both come off of "Lick It Up," and no, Jeff Rogers, if he's ever gonna watch this, it is not "Lick It Up." I feel right. Okay. Lick It Up album, the next two songs for me, my my six and five, number six. Is 
Vinnie Vincent was a huge part of the material on Look It Up. I can't recall if he got a co-write for this or not, but he got co-writes on most of the album. Yeah. So, but, excited. Yeah. To me, it still sounds very much like a 70s freaking Paul. And I think it's Paul getting, uh, getting comfortable in his second skin, so to speak. With the makeup off mm-hmm. and just vocally ready to climb. I love Excited. It's such a. His vocals are very strong on there. Yeah, such a great song. So, so mm-hmm. Excited, my number six on my top ten Paul Stanley song. And number five, again off of Look It Up. Told you guys. A scorn, Paul, not always a bad thing when it comes to a song. Art of Chrome, you had a scorn, Paul, a million to one. In another song where Paul has had his heart broke by somebody, and he's walking out the door, letting that woman know what she's going to be missing. I wonder who all these women are breaking Paul's heart. God, <laughs> what's wrong with these women? I don't get it. Now, we know that in the early 80s, Paul had a relationship with Donna Dixon, who co-starred in Booz and Buddies with Tom Hanks in the early 80s. She was dating Paul and also met and got involved with Dan Aykroyd, and ended up deciding to marry Dan Aykroyd. And Paul felt like he had the rug, I think, kind of pulled out from under him. Yeah. So, to this day, I don't don't know know if this was written... For Donna Dixon, but it's definitely a, a Paul being very, very um, scorned and letting women know. Yeah. You, you know, you're never going to have somebody like me. This you're not going to get another again. chance again. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't blame them. Back to back off of Lick It Up for me. Huh. Yeah. Crazy woman. Okay, so where are you at? Okay, so. Uh, that leads me to my number two song, and uh, my next, my one and two songs are from my near and dear album, Destroyer. So, this would be my number two song for now. Um, that doesn't mean things might change in the future. I mean, I might have another number two, but, you know, here's here's my number two for right now. This is just Paul Stanley perfection to me. And I tell you, I love Gene's backing vocals on this. Gene's back, yeah. His vocals are great. But Paul Stanley's vocals on here are... This is when I fell in love. How can I not fall in love with a man that can sing this? I, I love the material. You know, just about, hey, you know, this is what fame has brought me. All these things. You know, the mummy... Uh, the but do you love me? Clothes. And I think that Paul found out a lot of them didn't really love him, which makes me very sad. Because I was there going, I do, I 
do? I'm 12 though. You know? You can keep the limos and I gotta be I home. I gotta be, I gotta be home by eight. But But I love you. I really, really, really love you. Yeah. I don't need I don't need all that other stuff. So yeah, but Paul never heard my plea. So well, I, I, I knew that this would be up there for, for Julie. She's, yeah, I know she's mentioned this as being always one of her favorites. Destroyer is very near near and dear to her. It was her first album. And like many of you probably out there, Julie, Julie just would stare at that album cover. I saw that album cover. I saw Paul Stanley on that album cover, and I was like, I don't know, but that's the perfect man to me. And he comes with a star on his eye, so. <laughs> yeah. She said to me, she was like, who are they, what are they, and who is that? And who is that was Paul Stanley. Ken Mills is watching. Shout out to Podfather Ken Mills. I mm -hmm. hope to meet Ken someday. Um, again, Ken with his uh, uh, podcast podcast was the first podcast I ever listened to. Um and as I was becoming a, a, a KISS nerd and KISS geek, um, I relied upon these guys who've been fans so much longer and had such great insight to... to Ken, I really can't wait to, to meet me. you one of these days yeah, soon. Yeah. So shout out to the Podfather. All right, I'll turn this off and let you get to yours. But this is... Uh, I don't want to turn it off. Okay. Um... So this this song here, my my number my number four, the video, awesome. Paul is wearing this just very elaborate, colorful jacket, and he's in this in this dark, damp looking corridor. It looked like Freddy Krueger could pop out of it or something like that. But I love this song. It comes off of Asylum. A lot of you know what it is from what I've described. Mm. Who Wants to Be Lonely, co-written with Jean Bouvois, who yeah. we've had the pleasure of meeting, meeting on a few occasions. He was at Cruise Fest, too. Cruise Fest. Very, very wonderful man. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Very, very excellent guy. We'll give you the time, talk to you, give you, tell you stories. Really nice guy. Yeah. Very happy to have had his part in history and love to share it. Uh, and love to meet people like that. You have such great stories. So those of you, those of you, this is a little plug for Cruise Fest. Those of you who aren't going on the cruise and not planning to go to the next cruise, Cruise Fest is like a, a two-day um, sort of celebration before the Kiss Cruise in Miami. Last year it was at the Hilton. And there were all kinds of KISS-related people there. Um, you know, not just the headliners, Ace Fraley and, and, and Sebastian Bach was there, but also there were a couple of KISS tribute bands there. There were people like John Bouvoir. There were um, Thunder Mother was there. So just a lot of bands. Um, <clears throat> oh, oh, some of the bands, some of the bands that were on the KISS cruise were actually there, too. Um, mm -hmm. what was the band with the younger Liliac? Liliac was there, uh -huh. and they played. They were excellent. So, yeah. you know, some of these bands. I don't know who's announced for the next Kiss cruise, but if 
if who knows, maybe there'll be a cruise fest even if they're not on the next his cruise. So anyway, that leads. So shout out to to Jody Angel, Neil Davis, and Bill Allward, and and uh, Jay Jadowski. Uh, those guys, uh, the core team uh, uh, who organize uh, uh, Cruise Fest, we got to help out and, and volunteer our time. We were happy to do it and looking forward to doing it again. But yeah, if you're not going to make the cruise, Cruise Fest is a great time to get together with your KISS Army, KISS Navy brothers and sisters and for two days, uh, rock out to some good music, catch up with, 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 with people, um, you know, that, that, that you that you've met in person or on Facebook and like to meet in, in person it's just a great time so yeah if you can make cruise fest uh, also I know there's also uh, rock and pod a big a big podcast a convention expo that goes on in August in Nashville the last couple uh, August it's gone on I'd love to be able to get to that sometime and meet people like Ken Mills and and, and, and Matt Porter and, and, and uh, Aaron Camaro, uh, you know, those guys at Decibel Geek and whoever else makes that. So um, another pl- you know, just a plug for, for, for those awesome uh, guys uh, as well. So Okay, now how is it that you're down to song four and I'm down to song number one? I think it's because I skipped over some of mine. I skipped over what I knew was his going to be was going to be his number one. Um I skipped over, I think, 100,000 years because he'd already done that one, um, maybe something else. But anyway, um, my number one song, and I just saw Cousin Kenny on there just said his number one song as well. Um, this is definitely near and dear to my heart. It's number one for me because it's on Destroyer, and it's actually just my favorite Kiss song of all time. So without further ado... Play it loud. Oh, yeah. Kind of, kind of, little intro on this. In Detroit. And somebody, somebody knows all the words this reporter says. I want to know if the legislators helped the striking longshoremen and their nine-month deadlock. I never heard that. Can we get some uh, an update on that? If the, if on the, the longshoremen. If the, if the longshoremen. Whoever knows anything about those longshoremen, please get back to him so yes. he stops asking. I must know. Do they end I don't their really nine-month care. deadlock? I'm liking the guy humming along. I never heard. I feel bad for the poor guy. Coming along to Detroit Rock City on his way to see Kiss, dies on the way to the concert. I feel bad for this guy. Yeah, that's All a little I... selfish, but I want to know about those striking longshoremen. They have families to feed. Did they end their deadlock? This guy never got to see Kiss. Maybe it wasn't his first show. I hope it wasn't. For God's sakes, that'd be bad. He was a Pontiac, Michigan youth, though. He was speeding, hit a truck head on. You know, that can't be good. All I can say is, people, how do you not be wanna, careful. How do you not air guitar to this? Um, all I know is that I drive a Tesla. This makes me drive really fast in my Tesla. I hope I don't get caught. She drives fast in the Tesla of the Beethoven. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I got fast in the faith in the Tesla de Brahms lullaby. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is, but it's probably true. <laughs> How can you not love this? Yeah, it's they they play it at every show on every tour, and we don't complain. We can't complain because it's Detroit Rock City. It never. Gets, they made a movie after. It never it gets six. old. It, never. It, this is this is just. And those of you, you know, who are Kiss nerds, you know, you've read the books, you know that Bob Ezrin was a real drill sergeant. You know, let's go campers in the studio, teaching them music. You know, he had, he was, you know, beating on a, uh, I think it was a box into Peter's headphones. To making them Peter play, making them play perfection. You know, making Ace play that, that difficult, uh... Um, you know, solo. That solo. The solo in this song, too. Um, we have to get to the solo in the song. That solo has got to be, that's got to be rock perfection there. Lead, lead guitar solo perfection. Yeah, you, you almost feel emotion in that solo. Do you, do you, I mean, you feel emotion in that solo. I feel emotion in the whole song. I can't drive slow to this song. And so if I'm at a red light and it doesn't go, I'm going to hit somebody, you know, or something. This just this just does something to the adrenaline level in my body that Peter's drumming is is Peter's drumming is beautiful. He is on point. He worked his ass off for that. For you got it, Xander. You got it. Be good. We got to at least get to the solo. Okay. I gotta get to solo. I'm not a musician, per se. Obviously, I love music. If you can hum the solo, it's a good solo. Does that sound weird? But that's kind of... Listen to his drums. And to our South American friends. Oh. It's it's a classic. How do you go wrong with Detroit Rock City? It's a great rock and roll song. If you if you claim to be a rock and roll fan, but you don't like Kiss, My how do one. you not how do you not get down with Detroit Rock My City one. if you're a rock and roll fan? My number one. Okay. Um the only the only live track that I've got on my list. It's obviously a studio track, but it's gonna That's be a live a track. One. But I chose I chose the live track here. And I've said this to Julie, if there's one song I could hear live from Kiss, from an era, it would be this song in like 77, 78. It would be this song right here. Give me front row, this one song. Wait, you said that about God to Choose, and they played it live for you on the last cruise. Here we go. So now he wants a second song. <laughs> Do you hear that, Paul? Cue the crowd. He wants crowd. a second song. Yeah. Yeah. I love this intro. All it's right, just, I love just, this one too. It just how punches did I, you, it punches you in the face. In a good way, I mean. How did I miss this song? This is on my favorite list too. Oh, yeah. 
I stole your love. How do you miss love this? Yeah, that's Just on like my list. That's on my list. Yeah. See, when you try to come up with a list, there's always. It's off of a uh, love gun, but I just had to play the the alive two uh, version of that. Love it. You know, I love. How does it feel when you find out you're failing your test? Wait. How does it feel? Wait. I had you I stole it. your I, love by number. I, I looked at your list. I cheated. You that was my number three, but I had the love gun version. But you're right. I do love your live version. Hmm. How did I okay. miss that on here? All right. So where are okay. you at? With I did have it. I'm done. I already you're got done. my you number one. I went through them all. You, I'm just sure? waiting for you. Yeah, I skipped. Oh, okay. I skipped those because I knew you're one and two. You have them on there. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. My number two. These top three don't change. Number three, I stole your love. That just does not change. That is solidly cemented. It's not going anywhere. It's anchored down. You know, steel, whatever, whatever good material keeps it down. I that was my number, number three. three as well. Cool, we two common then. Okay. But I had Do You Love Me as my number two. Number two. It's this it's the riff. It, it's swagger. Just like um, you know, I'm going with uh, All American Man, there's swagger here. I love some Paul Swagger. I love this the the rock and rolly Chuck Berry esque riff on this song. My number two song never changes. Shout out to Sonny Hollywood Pooney. I know this is also his favorite song. It's my number two. Off Rock and Roll Over. A little Mr. Speed. Love this song, guys. Mr. Speed. Always my second favorite. Absolutely love it. I have never seen the movie Speed in its entirety, but from what I have heard, this song appears in that movie somewhere. I want to watch that movie, and I'm not a big movie watcher, okay? I'm, I'm doing not. If I do, I prefer a comedy. So I need to watch Speed so I can see the scene that Mr. Speed, the song, appears in that movie. Can somebody send me a clip? off of YouTube of just that scene I would greatly appreciate it if I could not watch the whole movie and just see that scene with Mr. Speed in it that would be fantastic don't make it yeah good song good song again just Paul Swagger right there I think that's also another co-write with Sean Delaney um yeah number two song Mr. Speed a little bit of a deeper cut a real quick true story when I had Paul sign my guitar uh, on Kiss Crew 7, you know, they, they signed some memorabilia for you when you do the meet and greets. I had Paul sign my gold plate rock and roll over album. I said, Paul, it's my favorite album cover. And I said, the song Mr. Speed is one of my favorite songs. I think it's so underrated. He took my guitar before he had signed it, um, kind of adjusted the tuning knobs a little bit, put a knee up on a, to a chair and started to play 
the 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 opening opening riff to Mr. Speed, mm-hmm. to which I then proclaim, everybody, and by this point people are staring and watching. I might botch this, but I'm singing with Paul Stanley, and I break out the "You Need Love" then. You're looking out for new romance, and I gave myself the hook so quick because I was I was respectful of Paul's time, but I'm kicking myself to this day that I didn't see it through long enough to have Paul join me with a little cry. I I I didn't do it, and I should have, and Damn. I will always regret not singing a little bit more of that to see but if Paul, Paul would have joined me. Paul played that guitar for he him, did. though. I think I would have gave Paul Damn, the Damn, I wish I hadn't changed those tuning knobs when I opened that guitar up now. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I wish I had given the Paul the look, and he knows that, that look would have been like, okay, it's duet time here, Paul. It would have been awesome. But anyway. That almost so yeah, makes me want to buy a guitar just to get a moment like that. Yeah, I'll never forget it. Yeah, I've not not I'll had a never, moment like ever, that. Ever I think forget. I need to buy. I think I need to buy me a guitar on the last cruise so I can get a moment like that with Paul. A little Mickey Mouse here. Whoa, boy. Whoa, okay. Boy. Oh, I forgot to. Since Juliet shared hers, uh, I had Paul sign me. Uh, Kiss Cruise Seven. Joe Polo, if he watches this at some point, uh, he was I, on there. I a met Joe bit. Polo in the tattoo uh, shop on the cruise. I knew Joe's voice before he introduced himself. I'm lucky that voice sounds familiar, and it was Joe, and we both got Paul Stanley's signature at the same time on the cruise. So I uh, love Joe Polo. Shout out to uh, Podcast Rock City. Uh, so ready for my number one? His number one was somewhere on my list, but I, it was like number six on my list. Well, I'm going to let you do the honors. I said, I said, I'm not going to play this because I know that this is Eric's number one song, and I love the song, but it's not my number one song, but it's up there. It's definitely in the top ten, and so, yeah, without further ado. And this year on the cruise, they played this song live for us on the cruise, and all I can the say is... When I heard them playing this song on the cruise, and I heard these first couple of notes, I was like, oh my God, where's Eric? Because I knew wherever he was, he was probably crying like a baby. Because I was like, oh my God, Eric's going yeah. to die. This is his number one song. And I, couldn't believe I knew wherever he was that, that this was a dream for him to be hearing Kiss playing this live. The only thing that would have been made it better was if we were actually sitting together. But I, I was sitting in, in like kind of in the pit area with my, with my BFF Annette because I got really close up seats with her. Those days are over there on the cruise of the indoor shows and close up seats. But Eric was just a little bit further back in any way. Just a little. But anyway, this this was perfect. But they he heard this played by Kiss in makeup on a cruise. It was amazing. I definitely was teary eyed. And probably some of you out there have gotta be like got to choose. That's your number one out of the whole catalog? All these great songs. Detroit Rock City and Strutter. Um He likes the it's the the first time I heard this song. It just did something to me. That 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 harmonizing. Not with, only with that, the, the the plodding beat of it, and the I mean, it's amazing. This song. You know, some might arguably say it. it arguably, okay. 
that it might be a bit of a deeper cut, a little, a little bit. They're not going to play it in the arenas. To me, that's a definition of some of a deeper cut. If they're not going to play it for 10, 15, 20,000 people, they know it's a bit of a more of a bigger fan favorite than just a casual. It is a deeper cut. But Got to Choose is my number one. I just, I love, I love this song. Jay Godofsky, how are you doing, sir? Thanks for checking in. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely up there, up there pretty high on my list as well. And um, you know, just thrilled that we got to hear it on the cruise this year. So yeah. yeah. And now listen, how do hell? Many people have said it could be a better album if it wasn't so muddy sounding, so sludgy sounding. Ken Mills saying, "Imagine the Temptations covering this." <laughs> That's funny. That's funny, Ken. I could see it, actually. They got some good rhythm, the Temptations yeah. do. But, uh, for going on the record, folks, I love Hotter Than Hell. It is actually my favorite album. My favorite album cover is Rock it's and Roller. It's my Rover. second album after Destroyer. But Hotter Than Hell is my favorite album. Uh, I, I wouldn't want the production changed personally. It's a little dark sounding, a little heavy sounding. When you think about who the band was at the time, they were very mysterious. They were very new still. Freaky looking. The makeup, the costumes, what the hell? I think of Gene on the... Vi oh, oh, I think of Gene sitting next to... Uh, what's her name on the Dick Van Dyke Cody show? Cody Fields. Yeah. I, I think of yeah. Gene sitting there like, you know, and she's going, yeah, you're just some Jewish boy. I can tell. <laughs> You can't hide the hook. You can't hide impression. the hook. But uh, anyway, I love Hotter Than Hell. It's my favorite album, and obviously my favorite song comes off the album. But my gosh. There you go. Yeah. Coming Home, Strange Ways, Got to Choose, uh, Parasite. Mm. Uh, love the album. I, I just, uh, it's my favorite album. So uh, maybe that could be another thing we could do sometime is, is talk about individual albums. This has all been done on podcast over and over. You know, it's hard to cover new stuff necessarily with Kiss in the day and age of podcasting. But I'm so glad those guys are out there. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. we thought it'd just be fun to get on and tonight and, and celebrate Paul Stanley with anybody who wanted to tune in and and and, and share your favorite Paul Stanley song. So you know, maybe you guys could even just uh, you know after we we end this live feed here. Just get on and, and submit some of your favorite uh, Paul Stanley songs. We'd love to hear what you guys think. You know what your what your uh, your favorites are. So and thanks for letting us just kind of ramble on tonight, unscripted, with just two lists that we're just kind of back to back comparing what we love about Paul Stanley's music um, since since the beginning of Kiss, and um, you know, just just both of us enjoy Paul's music. We love both love Paul. Um, just kind of celebrating his life, and uh, and here's to listening to more Paul Stanley music in the future. Yeah, so end of the road shows. Another leg is getting ready to start here uh, soon. Uh, I know they're kind of hitting near our area. I think they're going to be up in Allentown, uh, Atlantic, Atlantic City. City. At this point, we are not planned for any of those shows. Look at that face. I mean, the wheels are turning, it, it, you know. I know this woman. The wheels are turning. We are definitely doing Atlanta 
in 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 September. We're gonna we're gonna hit that show. We have some friends down there that we're looking forward to to seeing and and partying with. That's what Kiss is. It's a party. We're going I to used party. to be content being in arena and knowing that I was in the same airspace as Kiss, but now that I know the end is near and, and they're getting close and there's only going to be so many shows that I can get to, um, you know, in the last year, year and a half, two years coming up, it, it, it's hard for me to, to not get to a show when I know I can get there and hear them one more time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those of you, again, I, I feel like I keep saying those of you who know me, but you know, we, we hit a lot of the end of the road shows in, in, in 2019. Um, got to enjoy the Pacific Northwest with me and my buddies Matt Disanowski and his lovely wife, Marilyn, and uh, Jeff Rogers and Joe Dredd and uh, you know, Michael Curiel came out. Was Michael out for that? I can't remember. I think he was. Uh, anyway, uh, I, we, I we, think so. we did New Orleans. We hit Madison Square Garden. Uh, caught the show there to be able to say that we, you know, we were in the Mecca. Starting uh, to feel like who was on tour, us or Kiss? Uh huh. Yeah. Or us with Kiss. So, but anyway, um, you know, this band means so much to me. The, the people I'm closest with, whether it's Facebook uh, or, or in person, it's largely because of connections with Kiss, and I, and I make no bones about that. Uh, you know, it's what I've gravitated towards. It, it, they're the people I love, and I feel like I understand, and they understand me. Um, it, it's it's just a special bond, unlike any other. And we have we've often we've Gene often talked about about kind of developing a kiss community after <laughs> Some, somewhere. <laughs> Have a community where just everybody who's like a, a an Uber Kiss fan can just move in there, and you know that's that's got to be written into the bylaws of the homeowners association. That's why Kiss Condo is Condo that, with a K. <laughs> is, that, is that you love Kiss, you know, and you know guitar lessons will be free, you know. Yes, there might Kiss be a- piped in at all hours in the clubhouse and gym mm-hmm. and whatever. You know, just that sort of thing. We get used to that on the Kiss Cruises. Why can't we live like that forever? So, you know, if if I can find a real estate developer out there to partner with, um, I, I'd love to. I'd love to explore that idea. We could put a Kiss museum on site. That way, we can put like the all the big stuff that Kiss isn't using anymore. Come on, Keith, call me and we'll we'll talk. You know, we can use some of that stuff you've got in the warehouse. So, yeah, that's just my dream. Uh, we love our KISS family um, it doesn't matter how much or how little money you spend I think sometimes we can get caught up in that with the meet and greets and the cruises and front row and people are happy to share pictures and and I hope it never never comes across from our end as bragging uh, if it does I love you but that's more of your issue to deal with than it is mine I guess and I'm sorry if that sounds kind of kind of harsh but we just love this band love what they're about love what they've done in our worlds and we like to just share that naturally from the heart organically share that passion and that enthusiasm and that's that's the place it's meant to come from please 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 know that kiss um, army <laughs> somewhere, somewhere. 
we, we love you guys. We love our KISS family. Uh, thanks for tuning in, whether you tuned in for just a minute or two or you hung out through all this babble for... God love uh, you if you yeah, did. Hour God, and it's half been longer ish. than we thought. Okay, sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. We love you. And as, as, as Paul would say, good night. Hope you got what you came for. Good night. That was Kiss Couples with Eric and Julie. Kiss Couples is an offshoot of the podcast. Any samples of music heard on this episode belong to their owners. Kiss Couples is two people that care about one another, having a discussion about the hottest band in the land, Kiss. We'd like to thank Kiss for the inspiration. We'd like to thank all Kiss fans for being part of this with us. We are one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast, Kiss Couples.